We welcome you here tonight, and we welcome those on live stream also. Glad you have joined us. We're going to be tonight in John 19, verses 16 through 22. And as we uh, proceed through this uh, marvelous gospel, we're being exposed, of course, to the final powers of Jesus before his death. John 19, 16 through 22. Then delivered he him, therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross went forth into the place called the place of the skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him on either side, one and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus of Nazareth the king of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews, for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priests of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am, that he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written. I have written. Amen. Now this record must be seen from the proper point of view. There are men involved, to be sure. Pilate and Herod, chief priests, the Pharisees, the soldiers, the Jews, even a man from Cyrene named, Jake, named Simon. But these are not the principal people involved. There are two primary workers. God is at work in this record, and second, the Son of God is at work. On this night, God has given power to the power of darkness to operate without restraint and do their worst for what he calls this hour. Luke 23, 22, 53 tells us. What is happening here, God is delivering up Jesus, as Romans 8, 32 states. And God is giving Pilate power yes, right. to crucify him, as John 19, 11 states. And God is going to lay the iniquities that was all upon Jesus is Isaiah 53, 6 states, God is going to make Jesus to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. See, this is what's happening during this occasion. Yes. And God is going to make Jesus a curse for our sakes, as Galatians 3.13 says. During this time, God is going to forsake Jesus 
so that he'll tread the winepress of the wrath of God alone, as Isaiah 63, 3 states. That's what's happening here. Jesus is in the process of laying down his life. Jesus is in the process of obeying the commandment given to him. Jesus is fulfilling the prophecies that were spoken concerning them. It's Acts 13, 20, 32 and 33 state. And Jesus in his death will destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and plunder principalities and powers, as Colossians 2.15 states. For a brief period of time, Satan and the power of darkness are working unrestrained. They've been given time to do their worst. Just to prove to you that they, Satan doesn't have ultimate power. Amen. We cannot miss who is really working here. You can, and you can get, a, get absorbed with the record and overlook what's really what's really happening here. You can get caught up in the sufferings of Christ and forget about the glory that is to follow. And glory doesn't follow what Satan does. Glory follows what God does. Amen. This is how God worked to provide salvation for us in order that righteousness, his salvation, might be righteous mm -hmm. and effective. Amen. And at the same time, God is being made known to us more fully here. Jesus is being made known more fully to us. Satan is being made more fully known to yes. us. And mankind is being made known more fully to us. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell, it boils down to this. Deity cannot lose Yes. And Satan cannot win. Amen. That's what's being demonstrated here before, not only before us, but before principalities and powers in heavenly places. Now the scripture says, He delivered him therefore unto them. Other versions read, Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. The NIV reads, he gave him up to them to be put to death on the cross. Basic Bible Amos reads. The Holman Bible says, So then, because of them, he handed him over to be crucified. This was according to appearance. Yes. But when Peter diagnosed this and preached it on the day of Pentecost, here's how he stated it. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made this same Jesus whom you have crucified, uh, yeah. both Lord and Christ. So there's theory and perspectives of what's going on at this time. Mm -hmm. This shows what man will do if he's given leave to do. Mm -hmm. The disciples, some things being made known here, mm -hmm is what the disciples do without the Spirit. They're weak and timorous and backward. Yeah, right. We also learn here what the nature of the law is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
the laws being made known, what it's done is unable mm -hmm. to cause men to, to live correctly. Yeah, that's right. The law, in fact, excites or yeah. provokes sin. That's right. And the way it does is when God speaks and commands mm -hmm. man, the flesh recoils. That's right. It causes the flesh to rise up. And we're seeing that happen here in this event. The Holy One had to be betrayed, beaten, and scourged, and tried, and disfigured, and delivered to be crucified, and be crucified, so you could have grace and peace multiplied. Yes. You know, as you're, as you're talking there, kind of a, a new thought. The law was actually a fearful thing. <laughs> Whenever you see <clears throat> that, uh, that all of the condemnation of the law. Now there was a death rule from, from Adam to Moses before the law, so there was sin. But the law made sin exceedingly, exceedingly sinful. Amen. And to to transgress the law, you're seeing the ramifications of the transgression of the law in what Jesus endured on behalf of all men. It was I mean we'll never we'll never really be able to plumb the depth of, of the agony that he had in his own soul yes, and separation from God. But it was, this is what was required, and the law is what required it, the righteousness of God and the law. Amen. Amen. The law drew out drew out of man mm -hmm. this sinful propensity. Right. We've got to see this. That's right. And you'll notice that people that uh, who in religion are have a bent toward law, they're legalistic. You'll find a lot of subtle sin, indifference, hardness of heart, all these things been resident. That kind of system produces Sin. Yeah, one of the uh, pilgrim writers wrote a book called Acceptable Sins, where yeah. people just didn't think very much of it. Um, this this thing with the law, the thing is, is that man had in him things that before the law came yeah. could remain hidden That's or right. secret. So when the law said, don't do this, it actually made manifest what was in a man yes. whenever he transgressed. Amen. And so it showed him to be a sinner. See, the law is called in 2 Corinthians 3, 7 and, 8, 7 and 8, the ministry of death, yes. ministration of death, and the ministration of condemnation. Yes. That's yes. what the law is. Yes. The law was a formal means yes. of condemning humanity. Amen. Yes. Yeah. It Amen. stirred up That's right. sin like a broom stirs up dust. Amen. Yeah. The law was made for the lawless, right? To, to, to flush out what was really on the inside. That's right. Yeah. Now, it's, it's vital to see that the death of Christ is a divinely 
purpose means yeah. of bringing salvation. Yeah. Now there's a considerable talk about Christ dying and loving us and dying for our sins. There's considerable talk about that. But the fact that this was necessary for salvation, that it seems to me needs to be accented yes. a bit more. That's right, yeah. yes. The Holy One had to be betrayed. Yes. He had to be beaten mm -hmm. for you to be saved. That's right. yeah. He had to be scourged. Yes. He had to be tried. He had to be disfigured. Mm -hmm. He had to be delivered to be crucified. Mm -hmm. You had to see what sin will make a person do. Yes. That if they're given leave, this is what sin will make a person to do. They'll disfigure Christ and crucify him. Amen. That's yes. what flesh will do. That's right. Because Jesus is the ultimate manifestation of God. Yeah. So he brought out he brought out more than the prophets even brought out mm -hmm. in their prophecies. Yes. And Jesus did all this mm -hmm. without grace and peace. Yes, yes. He tread the wine press of the wrath of God alone. He didn't endure all these things by grace. Yeah. You have to see this yes, now. Right. This was the hour of the power of darkness. He, he, had, he didn't endure these things by grace, and he didn't endure these things by faith. Uh -huh. He treaded alone. This is, this is beyond human comprehension. I admit, this is beyond human comprehension. But you've got to see that this is what, the price that was paid for sin. And if you see it, if you perceive it, you will hate sin. Yeah. It will be an abomination to you. It, it says of, of uh, the Godhead that God is one. Mm -hmm. So in this, you even though there was a separation at that point mm -hmm. where Jesus was cut off from the other persons of the Godhead, he was still representing all three persons, That's not true. just himself. Mm -hmm. right. it, it, what he was doing, each one of them was, was doing something different, but they were doing it together so that collectively God was, was affecting salvation. Mm -hmm. But Jesus was the person of the Godhead mm -hmm. yeah. that was the one that was the sin bearer. And the one that was cut off from the the others while he was bearing that that yeah. uh, really <coughs> spiritual filthiness away. Along with this, Second Corinthians uh, five says God was in Christ, reconciling the reconciling world. the world to Himself. Uh huh. Now the text says they, that's the soldiers took Jesus and led him away. Now here's two dishonorable vessels that God is using. See, it's God is the one who delivered Jesus up. Everybody right. understands this? Mm -hmm. Romans 8, he says that. Yeah, Jesus said you could do nothing unless it was given you. That's right. Yeah. So two dishonorable vessels are here. Pilate, and the soldiers. They were dishonorable vessels employed by God to deliver Christ up. They took Jesus and led him away. 
According to appearance, now this looked like Jesus was a victim. That's mm -hmm. what it looked like. Yeah. But he wasn't yeah. a victim. Mm -hmm. He was a voluntary sacrifice, yeah. not a victim. A willing, a willing sacrifice. This is why we are commanded to present our bodies a living sacrifice. Amen. If you have Christ, you can do this. You can do this. Jesus did it so we could do it in our measure. He was led like a sheep before the slaughter, dumb. Yeah. So the people of God, even though God God requires of them vigorous attention to their salvation, to work it out with fear and trembling, and to not flag, not to live up, to be zealous, even though he requires much from them, they never complain against that, say it's too much. Because Christ in them, see, they have the example of Christ. So if they can't, if they don't have the experience, the knowledgeable experience of it, they have the record of Christ doing this willingly, without opening his mouth, without complaining, just going through it as hard as it would seem to be. You can do it in your measure. You can do the same thing. You can go through whatever you have to go through. You can do it. Like Christ did. Yes. This looked like uh, the act of corrupted religion and corrupted government. And uh, from a lower point of view, it was. That's what it was then. However, over and above that, it was really an act of divine <coughs> government. It takes government to harness inimical powers as well as to stop them. <coughs> God can use the ungodly for his purpose. See, that's an all-powerful God. What the people, Pilate and the soldiers, did was terrible. But they didn't do one solitary thing that was beyond what they were appointed to do. The wicked can't go further than God demands. They can't. You can't be tempted above what you're able. Yeah. Satan can't attack you above your ability. The wicked, no matter if they gather together against you like they gathered together against the Lord, they couldn't go one millimeter further than God had appointed. They couldn't exceed what they were to do. Thus it is written in Psalm 70, 10, Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee, and the remainder thou shalt restrain. Yes. So at the point the wrath of men ceases to praise God, yeah. at that point it stops yeah. abruptly. Yeah. That's why all trials finally end. Yeah. But the, whenever we go through anything, it is it's personal to us because we're going through it. But we've got to see it isn't it 
it isn't because of us. It isn't. It isn't. Uh, we're not even in in our our deepest trouble. It's not really about us. That's right. It's about Christ That's in right. us. Yeah. And the, the fact that now the trial comes. Some trials come just because men are born under trouble as the sparks fly upward. You know, but for the believer, these these trials, uh, while they may seem difficult, we're not we're not doing this alone, and we're not doing it for nothing. It's still it, uh, we do everything as unto the Lord, and going through trials, we are doing it as unto the Lord also, yes. and He is in us and with us and for us. Amen. Amen. If the victory is the Lord's, it's His victory. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the Old Covenant, it's, it says this, it has this verbiage often. It says, I, I have delivered them into your hands. Right. Uh-huh. I have delivered them. Yeah. You know, the, we owe this to the Apostle Paul. This is revealed to him. But the ultimate, the ultimate thing isn't our victory. The ultimate thing is that angels and principalities and powers in every place will see the wisdom of God in this triumph. We will wear out and it wouldn't be done. Amen. We weren't enough to have this done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right. The human race wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Angelic powers had to see yeah. more of God. Right. This is the only way they could see Amen. more of God. Right, so you, when you go through trial, this is why you should, we should never talk about one another's trials uh-huh. to one another. Yeah. Now, that's a measured statement. Don't make yeah. it further than I intend. The reason yeah. is because your trial is being not only monitored by deity, it's yes. being observed by angelic hosts. Yes. Amen. So give them something to see. Amen. When you endure, not everybody will see your endurance. Some trials you endure, nobody but you know about it. They're just kind of private trials, so to speak. But they know about it. They see it. And glorify God. Amen. Yes. You know, when, uh, when, when you highlight yourself in, in all, all the things you have to do, you're neglecting, you haven't seen what Christ did. That's right. What he actually submitted to. He submitted, he doesn't ask us to, to, uh, to bear up under the weight of, of God's eternal wrath. He doesn't have, he did that for us. Yeah. But he does demand or command that we take up our cross and follow. We do have a cross. Oh, yes. But it's just not, if we couldn't bear his cross, he did, He's so we could bear our cross. The law didn't command that. Yeah. The yeah. law didn't command that you mortify the deeds of the body. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Amen. The law didn't command that. Uh-huh. But Jesus does because yeah. the, the great salvation of God is an enabler. Amen. Amen. The person who doesn't do that, that's what they've missed. That's, that's, why, right. that's why the salvation of God has to be the accent yes. of preaching. Yes. And in that, yes. deity has to be yes. the accent. And, and so what, what the angels are observing is technically not you, it's the 
Christ is doing in you, and as you acquiesce to it, as you agree with it, and you put your hand to the plow, it is you doing it, but it's got grace in there, and power from God, and that's what they've never witnessed that before. Yeah, the way it's stated in Scripture is the manifold wisdom of God. Yes, amen. They know how much wisdom was yes. required. They, they see worked out Amen. how much wisdom it took to save people. Amen. I'm telling you that the majority of Christians do not connect salvation with the wisdom of God. Yes. This is not a common perception. Yeah. But we can help it be more common yes. by drawing attention to it when you see it. That you are a product of divine wisdom as well as divine love. Amen. You are a product yes. of divine wisdom. Amen. John said, We are a product of divine wisdom. <clears throat> this knowledge is was so critical, this knowledge of God, that Paul wrote, For the for which cause also we suffer these things, nevertheless I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Why? For I know yes. whom I have believed. Yeah. <laughs> now take, take a hold of what that's saying there. He doesn't say, I know who loves me, so I know who God I believe. Yeah. And I'm persuaded yes. that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. So here's the devil trying to take it. Yeah. He can't take it. Yeah. I say he can't take it. Now there's some preaching that teaches he does take it. Uh And you take it back. Uh But God never said anything like that. There's nothing like that in all the scriptures. That's That's a human conclusion. I'm telling you, God, Jesus, uh, Satan can't take anything God gives. He can't. So he tries to get us to neglect it. That's what exactly yeah. what happens. Yeah. See, he yeah. knows he can't take yes. it. Yeah. That he can just divert your attention yes. and he'll let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <coughs> Great truth. Mm-hmm. No wonder the Holy Spirit says to us, mm-hmm. the angels are mm-hmm. watching, Why dost thou judge thy brother? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone who did is going to have to answer yes. this question right. in the day of judgment. Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? Jesus was set it not. Yeah, yeah. He, he was. They disassociated him from them. Yeah. They set him. They, they put him aside. Mm. Now it's God that put him aside. Yeah, right. But it was just. It was momentary mm. for a moment. You know? Yes, amen. A long moment. <laughs> so when you consider that, how dare? Any professing Christian put away, push, push away another one of God's children. How dare somebody do that? Do they think they will get by with that? See, you, you don't have to be bitter and be upset if you've experienced being yeah. said or not. You yeah. don't have to do anything about this. God's going to do something yeah. about it. And it's, that's why you have peace. Yes. This yes. makes for great peace. Jesus, it says, He bearing his cross went forth. New American Standard says, He bearing his own cross. Carrying 
his own cross. The NIV says. He carried his own cross. God's word says. It was his cross. It wasn't Rome's cross. It wasn't Pilate's cross. It wasn't the Jews' cross. It was Christ's cross. It was his altar. The cross was Christ's altar on which he was sacrificed. In this sacrifice, Christ at the same time, simultaneous, was the altar, the lamb, and the priest. He, he was ever he was ever the, he was all the types wrapped up in one. Yes, Can you explain how Jesus was the altar? Pardon? Can you explain in more detail how Jesus was the altar? He was everything wrapped up in one. I can see that he, he was, was the lamb. It was his. It was his cross. Right. So in that sense, he was the altar. Well, the cross was identified with him. When we say he, that includes his cross. It says his cross. Yeah. That's what I intended to mean there. Okay. I didn't, I didn't mean to isolate the cross. Right. That in this act, he was the altar, he was the sacrifice, and he was the priest. He was all along. He became the embodiment of sin Amen. that Amen. we might become the embodiment of righteousness. Yes. See, right? now that's, now that's missed in yes. modern, in modern that's right. preaching. That's missed yes. almost totally. Yes. Almost totally. Mm-hmm. But the reason you've been forgiven is that you might partake of God's righteousness. Amen. Not right. symbolically partake of it, really partake of it. You Amen. are made the righteousness of God. He had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now as I've said that uh, I'm afraid that is not emphasized enough. In fact I think that some people rarely know it. I remember when I when I first saw this it was like revolutionary. Do you have any word to say say on this? Is this clear about Jesus being all over everything wrapped up in one? He was like the context in which all of these things were fulfilled. I like that the term his cross, because Jesus uses that too. That's right. When he's talking to us about our reasons, he says, Whoever taketh out of his, his cross. cross. It belongs to you. In other words, on that cross is where you're going to make a separation between you and the world, the things you used to love, you'll put the death on that cross, and, and, and these other things, they're going to come to you as you are crucifying the flesh. Otherwise, you have no part with Jesus. And he had his cross, and he bore it for us. But now we're bearing this cross. And it's just, a, actually, it's just a, a, a small amount of things that he's actually laid on us. Just deny ungodliness and worldly lust and live soberly and righteousness. Because he's going to take a cross to get that done. Yeah. And you gotta and you have to you have to do this while you're moving. Yes. Amen. It was 
It was the sacrifice yeah. of Christ that made the cross an altar. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's right. Yeah. And when we talk about bearing our Christ, uh -huh. our, our cross, it's done in Him. So it, it really reflects back yes. to that putting away of sin, even as He experientially uh -huh. did it at that time. Yeah. And we entered into it through faith and, and by the yeah. obedience of uh, baptism. We've been put into Christ yeah. so that the things that he put away on his cross are being put away in yes, us. Yes, amen. Experientially. Amen. Yeah, but no, it's in him. There's no such thing as a crossless Christianity. Amen. 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 There's no such thing as a, being a disciple without a cross. It's, there's no such thing yes. as I'm saying there's an identity with his Christ to every yes, with his amen. cross to every amen. believer. It was his cross that makes everything else effectual. Amen. Well, his cross sanctifies our cross. Amen. That's right. Well, it would be useless the thief died on a cross, but it didn't work, didn't work what our cross does. That's right. See, our cross is a denial of something. say the skulls of people that were crucified were there. Well, the place of the skull, it was a place, it was a place where capital punishment was carried yeah, out. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yes. In uh, Numbers chapter 15, there's an account of a man who 
gathered sticks on the Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. Numbers 1532. Yeah. And they uh, asked the Lord what to do. And yeah, verse 35, the Lord said unto Moses, This man shall surely be put to death, and all the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. Mm -hmm. So there's a way well, yes. of punishment outside the camp. That's yeah, that's going to be in this text, too. That's exactly right. And all the people had to do it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Place of the skull. Was it possible that this was the same place where Abraham sacrificed Isaac? Moriah, that's where. Yeah, there, yeah that, that's also a tradition, yeah. Jesus, see, Abraham did sacrifice Isaac in the vicinity there. He yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Jerusalem was on a, on a mount. When Jesus was crucified, it fulfilled this word. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Yeah, that's, right. yeah. that's outside Jerusalem where he's talking about. Mm -hmm. so what does he say? Lord, see, you have to say, the, we, we talk all here often about the implications of the truth. Uh -huh. You've got to reach some kind of conclusion when you hear the truth. So when you hear that Jesus suffered without the gate outside the city, yes. and he says, that let, us, let us go forth to him without the camp. Amen. Yes. What is the camp? Well, it's like codified religion. Here it was yes. without, the, without the camp. Spiritually, it was outside the domain of law. Yes. Yes. For us, it's outside the domain of regimented and codified religion. Yes. You've got to get outside of codes. That's right. Yeah. That's to come right. to Jesus. Amen. Outside the camp and outside the city. Yeah. And Jesus wouldn't, God wouldn't let his son die in Jerusalem. That's yeah. where he placed his name. Amen. Yes. That's his right. son would not die yeah. there. Well, there's a lot there. Yes. <laughs> and this was a place of common execution. Uh huh. There wasn't a special execution for Jesus. Yeah, that's right. It was, see, Jesus wasn't like crucified alone, like a special execution. Right. Yeah. It was special from God's viewpoint. Yes. God especially executed him. Mm -hmm. But it did not appear that way. It looked like a common execution with other criminals. That's yeah. just what it was like. Right. Amen. And, and it, 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 you can see that Jesus died in for the sin of the world. See, the thing is that your your sin isn't like exclusive. It's yeah. it's common. It, it's Adam brought in uh, uh, sin. Yeah. And so all of us have partaken of it. So it's Jesus, see, you see how he entered into that. And he was taking away something that was common. And so it wasn't like it, 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 it was to God, it was, it was working on eternal work, but to men it just looked like every other day, or like That's every right. other thing. And salvation is called a common That's right. salvation. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. cru they crucified him yeah. and two others with him on either side, and Jesus in the midst. Huh? We're pretty particular. Yeah. Pretty particular. Yes. Two were with him. Two on either side and one on each side and he uh, in the middle. Yes. Amen. One of those was a sinner who repented. One was a sinner who didn't repent. Yeah. yeah. One was a sinner who believed. Yes. 
that Jesus was the king, one was a sinner who didn't believe. See, so it's a picture, it's a picture of the universality of humanity. Humanity is divided ultimately into two classes. Amen, yes. Those who believe, those who don't believe. Yes. Those who love the Lord, those who don't love the Lord. Those who obey the Lord, those who don't obey the Lord. It's ultimately just two. But if you noticed, if you if any of you've got any years, if you've noticed, sectarianism likes to make a lot of different classes. But it, when you're dealing with God, yes. there's just two That's right. classes, and the ones in the second class were once in the first class. Yeah. <laughs> they were delivered from the first class at the same time. One who took advantage of the situation, and one who didn't take advantage of the situation. Now the thief that believed, he's on a cross. He's on a cross too. Yeah. But he saw an opportunity here. Yes. Yeah. There's an opportunity here that says this is a king. Yeah. So he's got to have a kingdom. Mm -hmm. So he took advantage of the opportunity. The other, yes. the other thief Amen. didn't. And Jesus didn't exhort the other thief. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know what I'm saying? There comes a time that God doesn't strive with an unbeliever. Mm -hmm. There does. There comes yeah. a time when the striving is over. The Spirit doesn't strive anymore. I don't know when it is. I don't want to know when it yeah, is. And you don't want to know when it is. Yeah. Yeah. But that time does come. Yes. So a person who's stubborn and unbelieving and doesn't want to yield, there's no guarantee he'll ever be able to. Yeah. There's no guarantee. While you have the light, Jesus said, while you have the light, yes. believe in the light. Great spiritual principle. Mark adds of this occasion, in Mark 15, 28, and the scripture was fulfilled which said he was numbered with the transgressors. Yes. So he says this, this situation between two thieves fulfilled that scripture. He was numbered with the transgressors. Amen. When? In his death, yeah, not in his life. Yeah, yeah. He was like unto us, but he wasn't numbered with us yeah. in his life. But in his death, That's right. yes. he was numbered with transgressors. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyone else have anything to say about that? Just the the language is so precise. In, in his death, see, this is exactly where we needed him to, to have fellowship with us. You see, we were dead and trespassed in sins, and Jesus took that and, and turned it into life. If you'll just believe it, he'll, instead of death, he'll give you life. That's right. Because he was going to raise from the dead, right? <laughs> so this, this, is, this is, God's doing everything absolutely uh, perfect. To where there'll be not one word of contention from the devil. And he would have, but he didn't. See, it, it, is, it is possible yeah. to embrace a view of Christianity or salvation or Christ that minimizes God. Oh, yeah. It's possible. Maybe some of us did it sometime, but it and it maximizes man. Oh, yes. It accentuates yeah. man's yeah. problems. It accentuates man's need mm -hmm. instead of God's provision. Yes. Jesus was in the midst. In the midst. He was, he was the focus. He wasn't off to the side. Yeah. Right. He yeah. was in the midst. 
and then there was one on his left, and there was one on his right. And in the judgment, see, he's going to be in the midst. That's he's right. going to have some yeah, on his left, the right. goats yeah. on his left, and he's going to have the sheep on We're his right. We're going to be rejoicing. Yeah. Amen. And Pilate, he wrote a title, in other words, it's say an inscription. Some say superscription. A superscription is big print. And so everybody can read it. Holman's Bible says he made a public notice and the English, New English translation adds a footnote. Mention of the inscription is an important detail because the inscription would normally give the reason for the execution. So here's how the Romans executed. They put a sign up that told why this yeah, why yeah. this person was being put to death. Mm -hmm. That's what the superscription was. Yeah. It was a now you see that the Romans made capital punishment public. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Now in our country it's private. Yeah. Yeah. It's not public. Yeah. The Roman law was public and in Israel's law it was public. Yes. Yeah. Any capital punishment, any putting to death was public. Yes. It wasn't private. Yes. Why was it public? Mm -hmm. To discourage that's anyone right. else. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's why it was yes. public. And we find that the United States has suffered a great loss because they don't make it public. I know. People do not take it serious. And, and so this is, they say, well, that would be morbid. Well, being put to death is morbid. So, I mean, this is something that you have to, you have to acknowledge. If you're going to have a, a society that fears death, it's got to be made known. That's right. That, but that's why, in the scripture, that's why death was yeah. public. It wasn't that people were, people were to enjoy it, but right. under there. That was, that was yeah. so the other would see and fear. Yes. Amen. And abstain from, uh, from that. Yeah, under the law, if a person was put to, put to death by stoning, mm -hmm. the person who brought the charge had to throw the first stone. That's right. Uh -huh. Then everybody else joined in. Mm -hmm. And you really never knew which stone yeah, right. finished it off. But see, it was public to discourage yeah. sin. This title read many Jews. So remember that Jerusalem is filled with people. Yes. At this time. Fifty days later, there were still, Jerusalem was filled with devout men out of every nation under heaven. So there's a lot of people on their journey coming in and out of Jerusalem and this and Golgotha was positioned on a thoroughfare where people were walking past it. This title <coughs> then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh or near unto the city and it was written in the Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. At this time, as I mentioned, that Jerusalem was filled with Jews Matthew says of this incident, they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Oh, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself and come down from the cross. See how they know he said that. See this word, mm -hmm. the rubble is the word had been passed around. That's right. He's dying, but he said he was going to build. He said to what he was going to do, 
that they, they railed on him. See, law makes people hard. Amen. Yes. You gotta see this. Law makes people hard. Yeah, yeah, right. You see a man bloody and beaten into a pulp hanging on a cross and dying and to mock him in that state, see? Yeah. Law hardens the heart. During the close of his ministry, Jesus told his disciples he was going to be mocked and spitefully entreated and spit upon. Luke 18:32. See that, but they didn't remember any of this at that time. Yeah. You can see how the religion of the Jews, particularly the leaders, the leaders, caused them not only to reject Jesus, mm -hmm. but to be hostile. Yeah toward him, even mocking him while he was dying. The hostility that is aroused by adopting another Jesus and another spirit, another gospel, is actually astounding, astounding. I've, I've witnessed the working of this type of thing, how hostile people can be toward other people. Produced by the law, the ministry of condemnation. The ministry of condemnation. The spirit is aroused by false religion that boggles the cultured mind. The history of religious Christian wars will stand your hair on your end. Understand? The Christian Crusades, it was a Christian army with swords to kill. And that incentive to be converted was, if you don't, you were killed. That was a Christian army in history that operated for the Spanish Inquisition, operated until recent years, where they killed people that wouldn't convert. Some might imagine something like that could never happen, but. Religion will sanctify this type of yeah. conduct. Those who can't murder the Christians, mm -hmm. the law won't let them, thank God the law won't let them, they'll assassinate them. They'll assassinate their character. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They'll ruin their reputation. Yeah. Cast out their name as evil. They did that to Paul, you remember. They misrepresented what he preached. He tried to assassinate him spiritually. But see, that type of conduct is counted as murder. That's right, yes. In heaven, that's counted yes. as murder. Yes. Jesus endured the worst kind of that opposition. So we should not be surprised if some remnants of that kind of experience are left behind for us. If this ever happens to you, you'll be able to endure it. You'll be able to stand. You know you can because Jesus stood the ultimate. He had the yeah. ultimate opposition yeah. from within. This is opposition from within. It wasn't Rome that opposed him. Yeah. It was the Jews that opposed yeah. him. And that's the most heartrending of all opposition yeah. is when professed brothers and sisters pray. Yeah. Now the sign, superscription, large print that everybody could see, yeah. was written in Hebrew and Latin and Greek. Yes. 
Hebrew, that's the Jewish language. Latin, that's the Roman's language. Greek, that was the universal language, substituted by Alexander the Great. So see, Jesus died for the world. Amen, yes. So the message right here, the initial message yes. goes out in all the primary languages, communication languages of the world. Yeah, there's going to be a gospel preached to every creature. Yeah. Now you see it in this, in this sign. Amen. Alexander the Great didn't know what he did when he created, and he didn't create, he dictated a cross-cultural language. Yeah. He but that's what salvation is, cross-cultural. Amen. And yeah. this is not human culture, like... Men have defined culture by human preferences like sodomy and things like this. That's that's not a true culture. Yeah. A culture is one that's traced back to one's birth. Mm -hmm. And the gospel is cross-cultural. Whoever's been made of a woman. Yeah, that's right. Salvation's for salvation for them. Amen. Then said the chief priests. Write not the king of the Jews. Oh, the chief priests, they were filled with such pride. Yeah. They attempted to dictate to the government what they ought to do. Yeah. They are not. See, the king of the Jews, Jesus never did say that. They said, right, he said he was king of the Jews. Jesus never did say that. Yeah. Those words never came out of Jesus' mouth. So this was a this was a lie. Mm -hmm. Earlier in John 19, in verse 14, Pilate brought Jesus out and said to the Jews, "Behold, your king." Your king yeah. And then they said, yeah, "We, we have no king but Caesar." That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah, it is a remarkable though that that. Uh, the, the thing that, that the superscription that told what his sin was, that, but it's that or the reason he was being put to death because he's the king of the Jews. And this is precisely why he was laying down his life for the world. He was a king. This yeah. is a true statement. He was the king. He yeah. was their king. Yeah. They didn't receive him, but God received him. Yeah. Amen. In Deuteronomy 17, well, this is uh, talking about the monarchy. It says, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shalt possess it, and shalt dwell therein, and shalt say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me, thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. That's right. One from among thy brethren shalt thou set a king over thee. Thou mayest not set a stranger over thee, which is not thy brethren, and which is not thy brother. And here they're setting Caesar as their king. That's right. Before they said, we, We've never been in bondage to any man. Ignoring the fact that right now they were under the rule of the Romans, this so they're kind of hypocrites. Uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, he technically Jesus wasn't king until he was exalted. Yeah. Yeah. The Jews said, "When we come to Jerusalem, said, behold, thy king." Mm -hmm. and he wasn't enthroned yet. No. He was prophetic. Yes. Prophetic. What was that? She said it's prophetic. Prophetic. Yeah. Now the Jews, uh, the point I'm making here is, 
their religion made them prideful so they could, thought they could dictate to government. And government's something God instituted, yeah. not man did. You'll remember that uh, when he was crucified, the Jews, because it was the preparation that the bodies should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. See, for person is he that hangs on a tree, the yeah. scripture says. And so to have during the day of preparation and end of the Sabbath day with someone hanging on a tree, that was forbidden yeah. under the law. But look how they read. Yeah. Look how they reason. They're not thinking at all about God or about guilt. So this time, what they're thinking about? They're thinking about their tradition. That's right. So they they went and made a special appeal. Yeah. What they didn't count on, Jesus wasn't killed. Technically, he gave up his life. Yeah. So he died already. When they went, they did break the legs yeah. of their thieves. When they came to Jesus, they found he's already dead, so they didn't break his legs, which yes. fulfill a prophecy of right. bone of him shall not be broken. Amen. That's how particular prophecy is. That's right. It's that particular when Christ was crucified, not one, not one, not even a little bone, not one of his bones was yes. broken. Which is a miracle because they beat him so rapidly. Yeah. If you think it would have broke something, but see, he didn't. Didn't break any bones. And you got to believe that in your own situation. Yes. Amen. Amen. In a sense, you have spiritual bones. And there's like a spirit, there's a spiritual shape to your, that you're suspended on. And not a bone. <coughs> David talked about his bones in a spiritual sense. Not a bone. Unseen. Undetected. But nothing unseen is going to be broken. Yeah, it's written in the Psalms. All my bones are out of joint. Yeah. They were out of joint, but they weren't broken. Weren't broken. Yeah. 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 Weren't broken. Yeah. The Lord cares for His own, even in their most hardest, most grievous suffering. Mm -hmm. There's things that the enemy can't do. Yes, Amen. Amen. You can't know. go further. Yes, Amen. Than what God's doing. Yes, He can't. And then afterward, they come again to another petition to Pilate. He says, Sir, remember that this deceiver said while he was yet alive after three days, I will rise again. Yeah. Let's see if you can find where he asked, where he said that's what he said. He said, Destroy this temple and I will raise it up again. But see, they. These enemies knew what he had implied. They didn't yeah. believe it, but they were able to figure out what he was, what he was saying. Yeah. That compounds that compounds their situation. Yes. Yeah. I so thought the irony that they figured it out, and the disciples didn't. didn't <laughs> That's right. You're exactly right. Yeah. Command there for the sepulchre be made sure until the third day. Lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people he's risen from the dead, so the error, the last error will be worse than the first. So this see this reveals the hardness of, of a heart. How hard it can be. The existence of this tendency to have a hard heart. See, there 
there's a tendency in everyone that's in the body, there's a tendency for their heart to become hard and calloused. So that's why we're exhorted, harden not your hearts. This is one of the last books written. Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Israel hardened their heart during a critical time. Don't let your heart be hardened at a critical time. It was there at a time when they were inconvenienced. See, yeah. inconvenience, and when things are difficult and when things are hard, it's, it's possible for your heart to become hard. The why be mentality. Yes, That's why exhortation is so important. It says, exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest it be hardened, hardened through the deceitfulness That's of right. sin. That's right. And the result, the impact of a hardened heart upon the Lord. We have an example of it in Scripture, Mark 3, 5, when he's in the synagogue. He looked round about on them with anger, <coughs> being grieved for the hardness of their hearts. We're in the synagogue. On the Sabbath day, there's a man there with a withered hand. And the Jews knew, they knew he's going to up and heal that fellow. We know he is. How did it affect Jesus? Did he see all those poor people? He looked on them with anger. He was grieved because of the hardness of their heart. So hard they weren't thinking about that man at all. And while he was in that situation, he told the man to stretch out his hand. He did, and he was healed from that day onward. If that was true in a synagogue, what about the conduct of the chief priests on this day? Well, what about that? The carnal technicality, right that he said. Yes. A carnal technicality. <laughs> it concocted this technicality because he hadn't actually said that in the first place was owing to their failure to behold and believe on the Son of God. See, a person who doesn't believe, now mark this well. You you know people, I know you know people who don't believe. They'll try and justify not believing. They'll try and explain to you why they don't believe. It's not yeah. justifiable. Yeah, man. That's right. Be not faithless, but believing. That's the word to man. people like that. Don't say, well, in due time, you know, you'll figure it out. And you'll, you'll, you keep thinking about it. Keep thinking about it. And God will show you. Will he? Will he? Where does, a, where does a person get the authority to say, God will show you. Just keep thinking about it. That's not what God said. God said, stop that and believe. Yes. These men place no value on what Jesus said. That's why he said, that's why they said, he said. See, they thought he said. The fact that he said it meant nothing. He implied it. <clears throat> now, what does Jesus say about people like this? Yes, we have it on record. Yeah. To, to these kind of people, what he said. He said, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. Yes. 
Now, he knew what they were. That's why he said it. Whited sepulchers, he called them. Tombs that are whitewashed. Hypocrites, where ye are as graves which men which appear not, and men walk over them and are not aware of them. You probably, I think all of us have been among dead people and didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, right. But these were leaders. Yeah. These weren't just common people. These were leaders. Ye are like whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones. See, today men have created polite ways of referring to such people. People like, they're leaders, religious leaders and teachers. So they've invented polite ways. Well, he means well. You know. He does have a lot of education. There, there's a lot of things he does know. Well, see, those kind of things could be said, I suppose, to these men here, but just not by Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Unbelief produces a bad situation yeah, that it's not possible to speak in a comely manner about it. Yeah. The rulers of the darkness of this world, because of the sterility of the modern nominal, nominal means by name only, mm -hmm. because of the sterility of the nominal church, so we're not talking about all churches, we're talking right. about churches that are church by name only. They've created an environment in which there's little or no respect for the Word of God. Yeah, that's right, yeah. The least respected in the normal church, the least respected preacher is the one that preaches the least of the Word and deals well with situation ethics and this sort of thing. Although the truth has power to make men free, if it's not believed, that power is withdrawn. You can stand up and quote the whole Bible verbatim without missing a sentence or a word. But without faith, it doesn't have any power at all. Amen. Now in such a case, the case of the Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees and people that have been subjected to truth but haven't embraced it, the explanation for it now is given in the scripture. For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, hath closed your eyes, the prophets and your rulers, the seers that he covered, and the vision of all has become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that's learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee, and he saith, I cannot, for it's sealed, and the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee, he saith, I am unlearned. That explains why people hear, 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 and don't believe. That tells you why. Mm -hmm. You don't have to guess at it. Yes. Uh, Hebrews 4 2 says, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit, yes, not being mixed, mixed with, with faith. faith. Mixed with faith. And then heard it. Now, Amos <laughs> prophesied a similar situation. He said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I, I will send a famine in the land. Yes. Not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, from north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Mm -hmm. 
In that day shall the fair virgins and young men faint for thirst. That kind of famine exists yes. today. Amen. That's right. God has withdrawn. Now there's a remnant. You understand all of yes. this is said with you that there is a remnant. It doesn't right. mean no, there's not a single person. What it means is general. That to find the word of God, there's people that want to know, there's people that have traveled to this country to hear the word of God. Because they weren't hearing it where they were at. We know some of these people. They searched it and found, but they had to go. <coughs> and I think God directs them in this, this sort of thing. Amen. This accounts for the present difficulty that's involved in seeking yeah. kindred spirits. And that's why. Well, when they asked Pilate, he refused to. He said, What I've written, I've written. That's the end of the matter. Pilate wouldn't change the writing. Why not? Well, for one thing, it was going to be recorded. He didn't know this, but this is going to be recorded. And wherever there's been a prophet right or an apostle right, mm -hmm. after all the evaluation and criticism had been said, they would all say, what I have written, mm -hmm. I have written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be changed. So if someone wants a special Bible or Bible easier to be understood or et cetera, et cetera, because what I have written, mm -hmm. I have written. Yeah. Pilate said, I'm not going to change it. But over and above that, God says he's not going to change it either. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which means you can trust it. <laughs> when you believe it, yes. God will do what he has said. That's right. Amen. Well, those are the things I had to share with you. If you have, any of you have something else you'd like to add tonight? In John 12, this is earlier that week, that Jesus uh, rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. Yeah. And verse 13, the people, says, they took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him, and they cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel. Yeah. And that was a, a fulfilled prophecy in Zechariah. Uh, yes. So... But that was Jesus just, himself did not say he was a king. They no, said he was a king. And that was just days before he was yes. crucified. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. well, yeah. Yep. Um, when um, Pilate put that sign on about Jesus, yeah. he was upstaging the chief priests. He was, he was upstaging Jewry. He was upstaging the whole lot of them. Oh, yeah, he uh, was. Uh, yeah. Because... And Rome wanted everybody to know that in spite of all the sordidness that had gone on, that they were in charge. Yeah. So they put that on there so that people seeing it would know that they had responsibility for keeping that controlled. See, they put, the, they put the kings in power. They put Herod in there. Now, here's a man that they are saying was the king. And we don't let anyone get away with that, so we're going to take care of it. Now, in spite of all the plotting and the planning and the deceit of the Jews, they were upstaged. See, if that sign had said, he said, I am king of the Jews, 
they would still have their place. They could point out and say, oh, well, we told the Romans about this. Yeah. Look, this is, we did this. But, but no, with the way the sign was from the Romans, it was clear they were the yes, ones right. that were in control. But God was, ultimately, beyond that, the chief priests had completely lost any advantage they had in this situation. That's right. Yeah. Besides so they, that, that was true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were right, pilot. <laughs> pilot upstage. <laughs> well, it said that he knew that they had delivered yeah. him. Sure. Yeah. I think he kind of despised them. He tried. Yeah. He yeah. knew he was innocent. He tried to release them. They wouldn't let him. And uh, I think the, there might have been an element of that that he yeah. he he had. He was reproaching them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people. Sometimes some people have painted Pilate like a emotional wreck, but he was a discerning person. Yeah. He's, he could tell. There's nothing legitimate here. This is just a fight of pride. Yeah. Yes. They envy him. They envy him because the people are following him instead of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. See, he he reduced the number of people that followed the Pharisees. Yes. They didn't have the kind of power they did before. Anyone else tonight? Well, just that uh, Jesus was judged on every quarter and found innocent. Found innocent by the Gentiles. The Jews couldn't bring any just accusation against him. Yeah. So it, it declared uh, that he was indeed an innocent. Amen. His, mm -hmm. It was innocent blood. Amen. 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 And then on yeah. top of it, they they asked for a murderer to be released That's from right. that yeah. place. Yeah, they weren't against crime. <laughs> That's right. A robber. Sarcastic. Not only in that song, but also when they came to him and asked him to guard the tomb. Okay, well, make it a security. You can. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is a security. Yeah. yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Make it as sure as you can. Yeah. <laughs> now before, before we begin our prayer session, I have a little note here I'd like to read to you from Brother uh, James Arnold. I had a note to him and ask him how things were going at the church and if he was preaching. Mm -hmm. And this is what he answered. Oh, Brother Gibbon, the fellowship here is doing well. There's a lot of physical sickness in most of the brethren. So I have been ministering every other Lord's Day with the aim to strengthen their faith in the Lord Jesus. Yes. Please continue to keep the brethren here in your prayers. Amen. Amen. I, was, I was very pleased with that. Yes. Amen. Pleased with that. Good report. Yes, we want to give a thanks to our brethren on the live stream. We enjoy you gathering with us and participating with us, and you remember that you can make comments mm -hmm. on the live stream and uh, add things, ask questions, whatever. But it does mean very much to us that 
we have an extended fellowship with you, and we know that some of you are thousands of miles away in other countries. We welcome you, and we're thankful that the Spirit of God can reach across the waters and across the oceans and join hearts together. So we thank you for being with us tonight. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we start our prayers. Uh, we'll ask if there's anything.